Well, greetings. It's a good day. It's a good day to get in the Word. It's always a good time to get in the Word. So today, I'm finishing up my little short series on divine connections. Um, and the Bible is, is really clear about every type of connection being divine. And I, I want to give you a definition of the word divine. It's divine is relating to or proceeding directly from God. When something is divine, it's something from God. So in the first week uh, on this series, we talked about connection with the church and understanding vitally how important it is to be connected to the body of Christ, to the church of Jesus Christ. That supernatural connection. Because it comes from God. God established the church in the earth. Right? He said, I'll build my church, Jesus said, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. And your connection to the church is divine. It's from God. God created you to be a part of what He's building. Can you say amen to that? I'll say it again. God created you to be a part of what He's building. He's building His church. Last week we talked about divine connections in the form of other relationships and other people. And I, I promise you, I, I mentioned this last week, but I, I can guarantee you that God set it up for other people to play a part in your destiny. God set it up that way. It's not trying to find somebody to, to advance your life or uh, finding someone to give you some advantage or step up in life. Or, no, no, no. You, you, you don't have to find somebody. You have to connect to the right people. Remember, divine is from God. It's something that God set up. God set it up for there to be connections in your life for you to come across at the right time and, and, and in the right uh, when you're in the right frame of mind to receive that will add to you accomplishing your purpose and plan on the earth. If you think that you're going to accomplish something being a lone ranger, you're deceived. You'll never get it. Oh, I can just do it all on my own. He didn't, he didn't create you that way. Remember, the, uh, again, the word divine is relating to or proceeding directly from God. And God has established divine connections. And you would have thought that I would have shared what I'm going to share today the first time, but actually, you saved the best for last. The, the other two are important. The church of Jesus Christ is important. Relationships with other people and connections with other people are important. But there's something that is ultimately divine that you and I have to have or the other two won't work. We have to have what I'm going to talk about today or the other two connections won't work without this connection. Um, sorry, I have to... I have to brighten my screen up. <clears throat> so... In John chapter 1 and verse 1, I want to read this passage. John chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made, made through Him, and when at, without Him, nothing was made that was made. There's, there's nothing in the earth that has form of any type that wasn't made by the Word. Everything was created by the Word of God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But that Word that created everything became flesh in the form of who we know as Jesus Christ. His name is the Word of God. My divine connection to the Word of God and believing in the Word of God. Amanda said it today in, in one of the worship songs as she was talking that, that and, and the song that we sang was about resting in the promises of God. Resting isn't like sleeping in them. Resting in them is being confident that they're working for me no matter what. Even when it seems like things are not working, the promises of God are working on my behalf. My, my, my connection divinely through God to His promises are the key to my life. They're the key to your life. And, and it is a divine connection that you cannot live without. You cannot live without and void of your divine connection to the Word. And the Word reveals to you the importance of what God is building in the earth, which is His church. And the Word reveals to you by the Holy Spirit all of the right connections in people that you need to advance what you're doing. You can't, you, you can't accomplish... You can't accomplish your purpose in the earth without all three. But the two we've mentioned already will not work without your divine connection to the Word of God. And seeing that it is through God everything works. And that Word that created everything in life became flesh and dwelt among us and has empowered us and now has a future and, 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 a, and a vision for you and I to, to walk in. That we, In our first message, we talked about that, that w w where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. The Word of God is that redemptive revelation. And it opens us up to everything that God has. And that's where our life has to come to a place where we're so confident in that, that nothing moves us. We're so confident in that every single day that nothing moves us. I don't care what it is. Now, in the verses of Scripture that I'm going to read, I want you to think about divine connection. 
I'm, I'm reading that definition to you again concerning the word divine. Relating to or proceeding directly from God. Relating to or proceeding directly from God. Every promise that I'm reading to you today is directly from God. So follow with me through the scriptures. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. When? Now. We would have everlasting life. We would not perish no matter what comes. The divine promise in the fact that we are connected to God through Jesus Christ is found in John 3.16. Found in a number of places, but in, in John 3.16. And the whole Bible backs this up. But I have to believe that. You ever felt like that you were going through something where you were going to perish? You ever felt like you had difficulty to where you, you, it's like you couldn't even breathe, you're having panic attack in your life and you couldn't even breathe and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. He said you would never perish. But you have to be connected through the Word and believe that He loved you so much that He paid the price for you so no matter what comes your way, you'll always overcome. You will never perish. You'll always walk in everlasting life, in strength, in truth, have vision, know where you're going, what you're doing. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Psalm 23, <clears throat> and I'm going to read all six verses here in Psalm 23, and I want you to think about the divine connection that you have with God through His Word based on this passage right here. On this, actually, this whole chapter. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord, your rod and your staff, your word and your spirit, they do what? They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God prepares a table right in the midst of your enemies working against you. Not your enemy already defeated. It's right at the height of things that it appears like the enemy's getting the upper hand in your life. God prepares a table for you. What does he say? What do you do at a table? You sit down and fret. No, he's prepared a table for you, a feast. Sit down and rest and partake of everything that I've promised to you. Sit down and rest. Be confident. I've already overcome. Right in the midst of when it seemed like the enemy's got the upper hand, I mean, like there's this pressure coming from different directions. Whoa! Sit down. Rest. 
Meditate on what I've done for you. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy, they follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house, the church, the body of Jesus Christ. I will dwell in what God created me to do. I will dwell in that house forever and ever and ever. I'll never leave it. No matter what, I will never leave the connection, the divine connection that I have with God through the church, the divine connections that I have with God through other people, but ultimately the divine connection of the promises of God from His Word. These promises are not Sometimes and when it looks like it, these promises are yes and amen. Can somebody shout amen to that? They're yes and amen. They're always. Another promise in God's word is that he will never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. No matter what, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. This is a great promise found in Isaiah 54 in the 17th verse. Great promise. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. One translation says you'll you'll show it to be in the wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Here we see that the Lord is our attorney. Not guilty. No matter what, they're not guilty. No matter what they've done, they're not guilty. But other people want you to be guilty. And so people talk about you and say things about you. But he said, no weapon formed against you. People's words become like weapons that are formed against us. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, they will be proven wrong. They will be shown to be in the wrong. If you rest in the promises of God. I'm going to say it again. If you don't try to do God's job and you rest in the promises of God, and you allow yourself not to be moved by what other people do and what other people say and focus directly on God. That's why you have to have the Word. You will never trust connections in the natural if you don't have faith in the Word. You'll never trust connections with people if you don't have faith in the Word because people will let you down. People will do things when they said they wouldn't do it. People will do things that they said they wouldn't do, and when they do it, your trust and your faith and your confidence has to be in God and in His Word. It's not enough just to say you trust God. You have to have trust and confidence in the promises. I used to take that Isaiah 54, 17 as a pastor years ago. And I used Isaiah 54, 17 as a weapon against others. 
I just have to admit I did. Until God showed me, he said, you, he said, you know, if people did what you think they've done to you or said about you or done or whatever, if they did that, you coming against them is no different than them coming against you. And trying to use a verse of scripture against them. No, that, that right there is, is confidence in God that he's got your back. No words, no slanderous words, no words coming against your life, no lies to other people will prevail. It may look like they're going to, but they will never prevail. Because why? Because God's my vindicator. So I learned years ago, never vindicate yourself. Never go and tell people, if they heard a lie about you that it's not true, never go and, and try to justify yourself. God is my justification. Only if my faith is in the Word. Not trying to get the Word to work on my behalf, but trusting and resting in the fact that it's already there working on my behalf. There's a huge difference. To take the Word of God and use it in a way that is not the way God intended for it to be used, it will not work. No matter what we do or how worked up we get about something, it won't work. The Word works the way God intended for it to work. That's why we have to have confidence in His promises. Confidence in His promises. John 10.10 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Wow, Pastor, that's not a promise I want to lay hold of. No, it's the second part of it. He comes to do all that stuff. But Jesus said, I have come that you and I would have life and that we'd have it more abundant. Everybody say more abundant. I mean, I, I think I know what abundant is, but more abundant, that's where I want but more abundant comes from having faith and confidence that these promises are true, that I can rest in them and I can receive them. And it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a daily undertaking of developing that belief system that I will not be moved. See, because what was my definition of divine? Relating to or proceeding directly from God. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's not from God. But directly from God is that, that you might have life and that you'd have it more abundant. That's directly from God. That's, that's a divine connection. So when it looks like there's not abundance, Father, I just thank you that you're the God of abundance. That you created me to live the abundant life. And I just thank you. Father, things that you need me to make changes in in my life. I need to make alterations and adjustments. You'll reveal those to me. But today, I'm thanking you for that abundant life. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Jeremiah 29. And verse 11. Very popular verse. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. God thinks about you and I.
years ago, probably, probably 40 years ago, maybe 35 years ago, I quoted this verse at a car dealership that I was working at to the owner's wife. And I just quoted it because it answered something in her life. And, <clears throat> and I said, uh, yeah, but God has a plan for you. And when I said, when I said, the, well, I spoke the first part of it first, and I said, you know, you know what Jeremiah 29, 11 says, don't you? And she said, what? And I said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. And I said, I just want you to know God's thinking about you today. Oh, I, I'm not important enough for God to think about me. That's what she said. Those are the words out of I'm, I'm not important. I'm not that important. See, that, that was the problem with her. She didn't, she didn't believe what God had already said about her. See, you can know it says that, so she heard me say that, but she didn't believe that about herself. You and I have to get to the place that we, that we believe that God loves us so much that he can't get us off his mind. God loves you so much he can't get you off his mind. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. In times when it seems like there's no future and you're not sure about the future and it's like there's a hopelessness trying to set in, no, 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 God promised me that. You have a divine connection to that word that became flesh, that dwelt among us and now has empowered us and by the Holy Spirit is revealing himself to us through the word of God. Holy Spirit wants to reveal that to you, that he thinks about you all the time. And he never forgets the thoughts that he has toward you. Well, maybe it's for other people. No, that's for everybody. But it'll only work for those who choose to receive it. And choose, as it was said earlier, to rest in those promises. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many things? So there's not anything I can't do so I don't have any excuse. I'm going to say it again. There's not anything I can't do. My wife and I have challenged each other through the years to get the word can't out. She's done a really good job. I'm... I'm a, I'm a distant second. There's not anything I can't do, so why would I ever say, ah, you can't do that? No. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do, not I can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That My divine connection to that promise right there is through God. He set it up. I have to receive it. So every time there's an I can't do in my head, I have to shut it down and receive that I can do. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit to show us how to do it. 
doesn't mean just because you make a confession, just because you stop something in its tracks of, thi- of, of trying to tell you you can't do a specific thing, that just instantly you're going to know the right thing to do, but you have the Holy Spirit that knows everything about everything. And so you can know that if you tap Him and you, you, you glean that from Him. He's already, it's already set up that way. That's his job, that's his business, that's why he's here, that's why he lives on the inside of us to reveal these things to us because our divine connections through the word cause our divine connections through the church and our divine connections through other people to be so impactful and empowering to produce the fulfillment of our destiny. Absolutely so. 1 John 4 and verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You read the three previous verses He's talking about spirits that are not anointed. They're not from Christ. They're not from God. Lies and ideas from the enemy trying to convince us that God's not really who he says he is and that he's not already divinely set up for us everything that his word tells us through his promises. And those spirits are working overtime, and that's why he said, Because he who is in you, the Spirit of God in me, is greater than he, the enemy, the lying spirits in the the thinking of the world. Because every time you see the world in the New Testament, every time you see the world, it has to do with the thought processes of the world. You can't separate them. You think of somebody that's crazy, you see something in the news and somebody did something and, and they were, and you think, oh my gosh, what a crazy act. Where'd that come from? Right here. Came from thoughts. They, it produced actions. They chose to do that after a while, but it came from thoughts. Crazy thoughts. And the one in you is greater than any, any thought that you will ever have that goes contrary to his promises And he's empowered you and I to be able to receive every promise in his word as yes and amen. So when I see it, even when I feel like I don't totally understand it, I can say, Father, I don't understand it, but I thank you for it. And I have the Holy Spirit inside of me to reveal to me all I need to know about it. How to accomplish the tasks set before me, the things that you have in my life, you've given me the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful and thankful for it today. Greater is he in you than whatever there is in the world. Promise from the word. 1 John 5 and verse 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. How many are born again today? Done deal. Done deal. You've already overcome the world. Done. Did he say that? 
whatever, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And, and, and the victory of overcoming the world, the victory that has overcome the world in a manifested way is my faith in the fact that he did what he said. He's connected me the way he's connected me. I'm connected to these promises. These divine connections through the word of God are my strength and my fortress that that they're here to empower me to overcome anything that I face. The victory that overcomes, the victory that he overcame in is my faith in the fact that he really did what he said. So for me to believe that he really did it, if I can believe that, then I can believe he really did it for me. And that he really, really loves me that much and he really thinks about me all the time and he really is there to give me what I need. But when you take a break from God and you get busy in your mind and you get thinking that you can just you can handle this, that you don't have time for the things of God, Recipe for disaster, set up for destruction. And yet he's already paid the price for you and me. It's already there for us. He's already given it to us. This is the victory that overcomes the world. My faith, my faith in the fact that he truly overcame and that he really loves me as much as we've just read about that he loves us. Romans 8 and verse 16. The Spirit Himself inside of us bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And if children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I'm going to read that again. The Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. When you don't feel like a child of God, when you feel like, you know, things have happened and you don't feel loved by God or whatever, the Holy Spirit's constantly in there. What's his job? To reveal to you, oh, you're a child of God. You're loved by God. God thinks about you all the time. He has a purpose and a plan for you. Stay connected to the promises. Don't veer from this. And remember this, that Jesus is heir, but you're heir also. You're joint heirs with him. He did his part. Now I do my part. Did you hear me? He did his part. Now I do my part in his strength and ability that he gave me because of the part he did. Not me trying to do it on my own, but now empowered by him, I can accomplish everything that God puts before me. Divine connections. Divine connections that are the promises of God. And they are not sometimes, and when it looks like they're working, they are yes and amen all the time. Because I'm telling you, when it looks like it's not working, you need to know it's there and it works. I need to be confident of that. Can you say amen? And then my last passage. John 14 and verse 25. 
These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. I mean, did he stop teaching after Jesus left? That's why, he, that's why Jesus left, because he was going to start teaching. The way I've taught you, I've helped you, I was a helper in a way, but now I'm going to leave you another helper. And when the things that I taught when I was here in the flesh, now I'm going to continue to teach by him bringing to your remembrance the things that I said. But the helper of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let your heart be afraid. To me, one of the most impacting promises in the Word of God is this right here. One of the most impacting promises that should never leave you and I. We should be reminded of it every single day. I remind myself every day that I have His peace. His peace has been tested and tried. So when I find myself in a situation where there's not peace, I can thank God in that moment, whoa, wait, I have your peace, Lord. I thank you for your peace. I apply your peace now. So often we can, as we're praying for other people, we can pray for the peace of God that passes their understanding to stand guard over their hearts and minds. With great expectation, I've seen that happen so many times I can't even, rem I can't even count how the peace of God has overtaken people in situations where it seemed like there's no way they could get through it. Somebody passed away. Some, some horrible thing happened in the natural. Well, it's already done. There's nothing you can do to bring it back. But now, now, the peace of God that passes understanding, it can stand guard over a person's heart and mind and do things in the natural that you never dreamed it would do. That's why we have to stay connected to the promises of God that way. Don't be troubled. Neither be afraid of anything. Why? Because God's peace is there for us. As it was said earlier in the service, we have to rest and be at peace with those amazing promises. And when I'm confident that nothing can steal that peace and that assurance that comes from that, the divine connections of the promises of God, then I, I just live winning all the time. I go from one victory to the next. You know why? Because the promises are already there. And where God wants the promises is revealed inside of you. But the promise is already there to cover anything that, that, you, that you face. Because man, in the world there's, it, Jesus said, in the world there's tribulation. In the world there's difficulty. In the world there's all kinds of junk. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Did we not, did we not just read 
that the victory that overcomes the world, the real victory that I experience in my life is for me to have faith that he really did that. In the world, there's tribulation, there's fear, there's, there's uncertainties everywhere. But be of good cheer, I've overcome everything out there. Remember, greater is he that's in me than anything that you face in the world. And I promise you, every single day, lies are going to come to you to tell you that what you see is more real than what he's promised. I'll say it again. Every single day of your life, you will have multiple things every single day trying to convince you that what you see, the way you feel, the way something appears to be is more real than what God has promised. And I'm telling you today, your, your divine connections to the promises of God will see you through everything, over everything, empower you to withstand anything that comes. And when those things come, they become a thing of the past. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Notice he didn't say the valley of death. He said the appearance of death. The shadow of death. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because his word and his spirit, they comfort me. They bring peace to my soul. I'm confident in my divine connections to the word of God. I'm confident in my divine connection to the church of Jesus Christ. I'm confident that God is revealing and bringing people across my path that are the right connections to cause me to advance and prevail in everything so I can rest in that. And I tell you this, all those things, what's, what's, what's underlying, the underlying strength in supporting all that I just mentioned right there, those three areas that we've talked about these last three weeks, is God's empowerment and favor on what we do that's where we can rest when one thing looks like it's not working out the next thing's just around the corner if if i'm at peace and i'm developing that confidence daily god's got me he's got it if this didn't work there's something better if this thing wasn't right something else if this person wasn't the right connection and God's just saying it and he's speaking it to you or maybe you think it is and it's not right no there's something better you can be confident you can rest in that knowing that God's God has you covered in every way so as I've shared these things with you concerning connections In, in regards to church, in regards to people, in regards to the promises of God. I, I really encourage you, and now you can flip out your church app and listen to these messages really quick. And they're all free. You know, you don't, you don't even have to pay for them. You know, they're free. I mean, what's free today? Hmm? I mean, what is free today? Anyway, the blood of Jesus is free. Hmm? The death of what Jesus paid for, it's free. It's all free today. But you can listen to those messages. I encourage you to listen to what we've talked about concerning these three connections. And make sure that, that you are doing things. Anytime I hear the word of God, I just challenge you with this today. I leave this with you. Anytime I hear the word preached, 
I always hear it, I listen to it, I accept it, but I always go back and listen to words that are key for me. I go back and listen to those teachings number of times because I didn't get everything. And when I do, I write things down, and then what I'll do is God will show me there's certain things that were said that I add to my daily, my daily routine of confessing specific things over myself because I want to be reminded of that. Like I just said that about the peace of God, that, that I have the peace of Jesus. I, I, I heard that one day in a message. I went back and listened to the message, and God said, add that to your daily confession. I've been saying it ever since, so I don't know how many years ago that was. Every day. Father, I thank you for the peace that passes my understanding, and I thank you for that peace that Jesus paid for for me, that healed me, delivered me, and set me free. I have that peace today. I say that over myself every day. And, 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 I, and as I'm saying that, then there are specific days when something comes, but man, I remember that so quickly. So quickly it rises on the inside of me. Why? Because I'm declaring that even when I supposedly don't need it. Did you hear me? Supposedly I didn't need it, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then all of a sudden one day something troubled me, the lack of peace, and all of a sudden I remember what I'm saying every day. That's why these things are so important. That's why you have to continue to listen to the word and make it a part of your life like never before. How many believe that today?